Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 9, Episode 12, titled Category Is... My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined by family today. It's my insightful co-host from the podcast, Pod is my co-pilot. Please, tell me, what would you say to little Taylor Donna Sugars? <laughs> uh, what would I say to li- You know, I ask myself that question, what would, when she's asking them, I would think to myself, what would I say to myself now? And I think that... I, I, I don't know what I would say. Yeah, that's a good I, question. What would you say to yourself, Taylor? I, I would honestly, I would probably say that to not allow other people, what other people say about you and to you to bother you as much as a child. That the, the bullies, they, they only have as much power over you as you allow them to. So, and to just keep doing what, keep doing what you love. And what I love doing is this podcast with you. <laughs> uh, uh, what would I say to little um, Jose Diaz, which is my real name? Joe Batanz is not my, that's my stage name. I just chose that. Uh, little Jose Diaz, what would I say to him? I will say, Is that true? <laughs> no, it's not true. Taylor. <laughs> I was just like, how have I known you all these years and thought that your name was Joe Batanz? <laughs> So, um, uh, what would I say to him? I would say, first of all, I think we've done this on this show actually already. I think we I, have too. Yeah, but. you know what? Go back to old. Go to back to season eight. You know, no, okay, that. but I talked. So, what would you say to little Jose Diaz? Stop eating so many pastrami's. I would probably say something like that too. Actually, you know, yeah. and you know, take a walk around the block every once in a while. That might be yeah. something else. I'd find say. a sport that uh, that you. I got so many things I will say. Okay, find a sport that you like. Not that everybody. In other words, don't like. There are sports that I like, but you know, you're, I was just pressured into. Like when I was a kid, I was forced to because my parents didn't know any better, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Is I was forced to play baseball, which I hated. I hated playing baseball, but I probably would have excelled at an individual sport, like would maybe swimming or gymnastics or tennis. You know, where not, I don't think I would have been a good team. I was I wasn't a good. Not that I'm not a good team player, but that I just felt very intimidated in team sports. Shouldn't I answer that question? Whether or not you're a good team player? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Am I a good team player? Said the guy who's the only remaining the only remaining co-host from when we originally started. <laughs> you are a good team player. You just have to uh, be with the right team. That's all. Yeah, exactly right. And uh, I also feel like you know, hey, um, magic is a weird hobby. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe you know, uh, no, but you know what? I, I stuck with it. You know, it wasn't anything that I was like. I would, I, you know, for the most part, I think I did the right. Here's what, oh, you know what? Here's the one thing I would say. Mm-hmm. And this is something I've learned through my years in that I worked in education is no matter what you think, the cool kids are just as insecure and just as self conscious as you are. Yeah. That's true. That, that is very true. That I think that a lot of times we, we, we get so stuck in our own heads that we think that 
you know, nobody else could be possibly experiencing what we're experiencing. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Taylor, um, you know, I, we're, so I want, this is more for the audience, but I want to tell you too. So we're going to talk about, um, oh, you know what have been funny? I, that, I, I thought about this later, is I should have just taken, like, drawings and asked, like, Pheromone, what would you say to the four-year-old Cameron, <laughs> whatever his name is, Cameron Clayton, or whatever uh-huh. his name is like that? And uh, that would have been funny runway questions. But anyway, so, everyone, I... <laughs> Making uh, everybody cry right before they walk in. <laughs> well, I think they would have laughed. Oh, by the way, so Taylor and I... Well, let me, let me say this answer first, and then I'll come, I'll come back to this. Taylor's going to kill me when he hears this. So Taylor, uh, so I went to, I, I worked the red carpet, and I actually went to the taping of the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race. So I've already seen the finale. And we are going to talk about that after we've talked about the episode. But I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be a spoiler-free, as much as possible. It'll be very, 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 very limited spoiler. But we're, we'll warn you. It's not really. Let me tell you this: the spoiler is something that you will you will see in the commercial for the show. Okay, so I'm not going to spoil anything more than you would see in an up. I'm basically spoiling a commercial. Um, I'm not going to because as you'll hear when I talk about the finale at the end, uh, I want you guys to experience the finale the way it's supposed to be. And I had a really, yeah. really good time, and we'll talk about that later. But what I will say is, I did work the red carpet. We can talk that about that a little bit right here, which is. Taylor and I spoke a couple of times throughout the week about uh, what questions we would ask the queens. Because I had nothing, for most of the drag queens, I had nothing to ask them, mm-hmm. you know? And so uh, one of the, the questions Taylor threw out was like, oh, we should do a fuck, Mary kill. And I was like, Taylor, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. They'll get very offended. What did I say, actually? Something about they would be offended or... We don't, need, we don't need to offend the drag queens, which I would take as a personal challenge, <laughs> given, yeah. you know, some of the things that yeah. we've said on this show and just some of the things we've heard about some of the queens. So, where I, so what happens on the red carpet is they had, like, basically, like, a tent with an actual red carpet, uh, a tarp, essentially, and that was for camera crews, Okay. And for people doing, like, the, the traditional red carpet that you've seen. But anyone, even though, like, actually, I was sandwiched between two people with cameras, but they weren't on the actual red carpet. I was I was sandwiched be- between Hey Queen and World of Wonder. And so Morgan, Morgan McMichaels was to my right. And then a drag queen from Hey Queen named Ross Dress for Less. Do you know this person, Taylor? Do you watch Hey no, Queen? No, I was wondering. I, I watched some of the periscopes that you, you posted on Twitter, and I was wondering who that queen was. So and I thought it was interesting after you told me about the you were in the audio section that I'm like, well, he has cameras on either side of him, but I had no idea who that who that one queen Ross yeah. does for less. That's that's so a we were, name. anyway. So so we were like to the right of the uh, uh of the actual red carpet, and th- for the most part, unlike DragCon, it was a very very well organized um event, but. The people on the red carpet, on that red carpet part, they got priority. Now, I got most of the people, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but like Valentina, which I was talking to, Jay Ellis from Afterbus TV, he was on that um, prime camera uh, area. And uh, he was telling me that Valentina only talked to like three people and then left. And I didn't get like Shay. I didn't get like it, that. When, once you got to that end, it got sort of crazy. And so people didn't know. A lot of the queens didn't know what to do. And so mm-hmm. then they, they'd be carted away. 
But um, you know what? You know what would have helped actually, and this would have totally worked. Is I went by myself. If I would have had an assistant with me, which maybe I'll do next year, mm-hmm. is I'm stuck in that spot. But if the assistant would have gone and and told the queen, "Hey, can you come over and talk to us?" They would have. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. But you needed someone to do that because then they'd be whisked away. Maybe Valentina we wouldn't have gotten, but uh, I think pretty much anyone else we could have at least gotten something. Does that make sense? Yes. So, uh, but the so anyway, here's the the part of the game. It though, Ross dress for less. His go to question was a fuck Mary kill question. Oh, but he but but he phrased it differently. He's and it was just smart. He was like, "Who would you kiki with? Who would you kai kai with? And who would you kill?" Okay, and then he had a list of three. Yeah, and it would be like. One of them was like Ross, Lady, no, no, RuPaul, Lady Gaga, and uh, somebody else. I can't remember who it is. And then they would give their answers. But uh, yeah, so uh, I have some red carpet interviews. I will say Peppermint was amazing on the red carpet. You know, actually, everyone I spoke to for the most part was gave some sort of answer that was interesting or uh, um and so we'll play those at some point. I think I have an idea for what to do with that. So uh, I'll, t- okay. I'll talk to Taylor after the show. So anyway, so that was the red carpet. But um, any news that I should know? So what? You know, oh, you know, here's another thing. Mm-hmm. Taylor and I are recording actually kind of early in the morning because Taylor has things to do, and uh, Taylor has things better to do than this show. <laughs> and it, there are things more important that you guys. I blocked off the whole day for you guys, but Taylor. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> It's Taffy's birthday today, so we're... Taffy is his co-host on... Pod is my co-pilot. And, like, his best friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I'm... I, and so I get so to give her... her you just admitted today. I'm not your best friend. That, that's... You, you, you're, you're quickly becoming one of my best friends, however. No, that's not true, because I wasn't even, A, invited <laughs> to your wedding. And someone <laughs> asked me... Um, Oh, oh! I was I was talking. You know, a friend of mine. She's a comedian. She's performing in Tampa. Which oh, Taylor. After off the air, I'll tell you some stories about that. Um, but she was like, "Oh, have I met Taylor?" I go, "No, I've only met Taylor like two or three times in my life." <laughs> People probably don't even realize that. The unit, like, is it two times actually? The unit I've actually met face to face. Yes, it's been twice. Both times in Vegas. And the first time, Taylor didn't like me because. Taylor was no, so cold. No, no, When your show first started with Mike Lawson, I didn't like you. But by the time that I actually got to meet you in Vegas, which had been a couple of years, then I liked you. We've talked about this ad nauseum on various podcasts. When you first started catching up, I did not like you. And then over time, I grew to enjoy you. Taylor was so indifferent towards me in Las Vegas. It was guys. It was <laughs> oh my god, that is not true. Uh, anyway, so get that is not true at all. Anyway, get this. So, um, what were we talking about? Oh, 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 oh. So when I was when I, I know what it was, I know what it was. When I was killing time to do this show, I saw some podcast. I don't want to say where. I don't want to say anything about this podcast. Right? It's a podcast that's from someone we know. Okay. Okay. And on the show description, it said, we're going to talk about this, this, and this, and this, and RuPaul's Drag Race, and this, and this, and this. I'm like, oh, I want to hear what they have to say about RuPaul's Drag Race. I went to go listen to this podcast. It made me appreciate what we do so much more, right? Mike, Taylor, first of all, they recapped this entire episode in about a minute. I'm like, why are we – actually, this part where I was mad. 
Why are we taking an hour and a half to recap episodes? They literally did it in under a minute, okay? But A, it was like literally the most vague recap ever. He's all like, oh, wow, drag race this week, huh? So there's like four queens now, and um, they're like all, oh, they look good, didn't they? They brought it. And uh, one of them... (laughs) The one, you know, the one that's going to win, she was like, uh, you know, oh, I'm so happy. And Rue was like, yay. So, anyway, it's on VH1 now. And I was like, <laughs> and then the guy goes, the guy goes, so when's the actual finale? He goes, I assume next week. And I'm all like, but, oh, my God, I've, like, been to the finale. I know exactly when it airs. Like, I know, like, so much. And I'm all like, well, this, is the, this is the review that they do? Taylor, I'm not even, it was literally like. I don't know. Then one said to the other, like, what about that one? <laughs> it was, <laughs> and it was a, it was like equal parts, like, oh, we're better than they are, but yet jealousy. Cause I was like, we're, we're really not much. I mean, wait, were like, they talking we, sh- shit about us? Oh, you know, you, you said we're in your head, we're better than they are, but then you're also jealous that they were able to do the whole thing in a minute. Yeah. And not oh. care and not move on and not write scripts but, okay, and not pull but, audio clips. But that's why people come to us, and I, and I have a feeling I know who it is you're talking about. Oh, I want to know who it is. So that's why people come to us, and people don't go to them as much. Hmm. All right. Okay. I think that I think that you and I have a very unique take on the show. In that, I mean, I, we're literally 17 minutes in. We haven't listed one dry queen yet, or anything with the with the episode. But I think people like that. You know, it, it, th- there's enough shows about other shows out there, but we give a personal touch to to our, our little show. And I think people appreciate that. No, I think you're right. And in fact, this week, the final four face off in a familiar challenge. First, <clears throat> sorry. That's what happened to do it in the morning. Uh, you know, people used to talk about that in Howard Stern. I'm like, oh, it's mm-hmm. so early. I'm like, what are they? When I was like 17 and listening, I'm like, wait, I just wake up and I'm, my voice is perfect. And I'm like, oh, God, it's like fucking, I was in a bukkake party and I swallowed all the loads. <laughs> anyway, okay. Is that still a bukkake party, though, if you swallow all the loads? I don't know. I don't know anything. I've never, have you, wait, I've, I don't know. I've never been in a bukkake. Have you, Taylor? No, no, I have never been at a bukkake party. Damn it. Would you like to be in a bukkake party? <laughs> what? Would you like to be in a bukkake party? I uh, I don't know. There's something about whenever I because I have seen those on various websites in the past, and I always kind of think, you know, who didn't go to this guy's little league party, <laughs> little league games as a kid that yeah. they feel like you know they they, they the, the, this is their way of making up for that i don't know that that just is always kind of a that that always just goes through my head unfortunately i process like you know the mental state of porn stars when i'm watching porn that i think to myself how did you get to this place in the world and who who in your life like from high school or something maybe flipping through you know x2 channels or something and then suddenly see you go oh my god i went to school with that person I just th- that's the type of shit that wanders through my head when i should be focusing on other things yeah no i'm, I'm completely focused on the porn but i will tell you this what I think about is being there, right? And when I'm there, I just know me. And there is no one who is more homophobic than I am after I've come. Okay. Where I'm like, I did what? <laughs> With a man? 
You know? And so, like, imagine you're at this bukkake party. Imagine, like, if you're the guy who's getting bukkakeed and you've already come, right? And people now are just spraying cum all over you. Like, I love that the primary listener is like straight women <laughs> that are listening to us talk about this right now. No, I, well, I think that isn't that usually why the bukkakeed is usually the last one to come. I sure, I sure hope so. But that's just that's that's the fantasy of porn. That may not always happen. Well, okay, like and. Okay, okay, okay. I, so then okay. imagine now you're okay, imagine you're not the one being bukkakied. Imagine you're the one bukkakeen, right? You're the bukkaker. <laughs> you're the buhecker. Okay? The, I, I was waiting for you to figure out a way to get bukkaker. <laughs> you're this, the bukkaker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're the first one to go. And then now you're just like all awkwardly naked and everyone's like, oh, you know, and you're like, um, I gotta get my jacket. It's, I'm sorry, you're standing in front of my sweater. You know, like I, I gotta go pick up my kid. Can I just grab my stuff and go? <laughs> oh, guys, this was fun. I gotta go. Bye. You know, like that's just super awkward. Ugh, yeah, that would be no. And that is something that I do notice in those videos. That usually the first or second guy, they're just kind of standing there, just kind of pulling on their half flaccid, just kind of looking around sort of thing. Yes, I have noticed that before because I focus on I, – I, I'm very much a – I want to see their faces. I don't necessarily need close-ups, and that is I try to get into the mind of the boo hacker. You know, as you know, <laughs> um, most of my sex life now comes from sexing with listeners, but um, with, <laughs> with you, Taylor, uh, when you and, and Bob Alou – are done. Do you guys? Because you know, whenever you watch these Sean Cody videos, then they go to the shower and they continue. They're not, they don't mean it's not sex, but they're like still making out in the shower as they're cleaning off. And like, is that something you and Bob Alou do? No. You have what separate showers. Yes. And you're just like, all right, I'll meet you back here in ten. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, that, usually, usually, I like that. Usually, uh. I I will when waiting for the shower. I will spend time with my other boyfriend, which is my iPad, and play games on my iPad until uh, he's cleaned off, and then I jump in the shower. Oh, because we have a small shower, and we are not small men, <laughs> so we've decided. Oh, it's do you? Just yeah, but if you guys, if you guys were smaller, do you think you would shower together? Have you guys ever showered together? Yes, which is why we know that we can't shower together now. Oh, because it just turns into two wet balloons trying to rub past each other to get under oh the Oh my god, the that is an awful sight. This week, the final four <laughs> face off in a familiar... The <laughs> <laughs> final four face off in a familiar challenge first. They must record an episode of What's the Tea with Remote... That must be the biggest challenge of all. They must record an... Have you heard this with What's the Tea? They must record an episode of What's the Tea with RuPaul and Michelle Visage. Next, they have to write and record their own verse for this year's single. Category is... And finally, they have to learn and perform a choreographed lip sync for the judges. In the end, all four queens were forced to lip sync for their lives. But for the first time in the show's history, all four of the queens advanced to the finals, make thus rendering this episode completely pointless. Taylor, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you didn't. Well, okay. I The two things I actually wrote down notes this time. Uh, the first was I enjoyed. Oh, thanks for bringing it for the final episode <laughs> of the regular season. Uh, I enjoy. Well, usually I just do it offhand, but I I decided to write down some stuff. Uh, the two things that I liked were I really enjoyed Peppermint's good edit this week. 
I think it was a very strong Peppermint-centric episode, and being Zai, I'm definitely Team Peppermint. Um, I, I really liked that. I think that she... It, it was nice to see her get a, a lot of screen, to- screen time and a lot of positive screen time. The other thing that I really liked was I liked the performance. I did like the performance, except that I had difficulty hearing what they were saying. It seemed like it was over almost overmodulated at points. But in particular, I enjoyed watching the backup dancers. The backup dancers were hot. So, But the performance yeah. that all of the queens gave, I thought, was really strong. In, in their own unique ways. Hmm. Um, as far as things that I didn't like, I would say the... And, and this happens every epi- every season, this particular episode, the forced drama, the forced tears, the look oh, at yeah. this picture, look at it, look at it, cry, damn it. Um, and the what's the tea where we're, we're trying to pick at scabs. I, I don't necessarily like that. Um, and actually, I have a point B that I don't like, but I know that it is in the notes later on, so I will save that as a teaser as something that I did not like. Oh, look at no Taylor teaching the other future well, if there are any other future guest co-hosts, how it's done. Um, you know, for me I'm going to struggle finding two things I liked about this episode. Not that it was a particularly bad episode, but I found and this might be the thing I would say I don't like is, and this is a discussion point actually too, is I found the episode to be pointless and boring. Now, to understand something, uh, they showed the episode while we sat in the theater mm-hmm. waiting for the taping to start. Okay, and uh, but there was a lot going on in the in the audience, so like I kind of half saw it. So I didn't see it for real until I got home, actually the next day. Okay, mm-hmm. and I guess having watched the finale, which we will talk about at the end. I just found it anticlimactic. And I don't know. Did you have that feeling watching it? Because, you know, mine is different because I'd seen the finale. Well, unfortunately, I went on Twitter and quickly surmised that all four of them were going to be on. So I knew going in that nobody was going home. Um, The first one that I saw was something from Logo that said, are you Team Peppermint? And that was after the – so I thought, oh, yeah, she made it to the top three. And then the next day, went through, scrolling through, and suddenly realized that all four of them had a team thing. So I was like, ow. So, okay. And iTunes gave this episode late, whereas normally Mm -hmm. I would watch it first thing Saturday morning. So it was anticlimactic, and then I knew no one was going home. Babalu Mm -hmm. didn't necessarily know that, so he seemed a little bit more excited by it than... I was. Uh, so two things I liked. So I'm going to name very arbitrary things. I actually was strangely amused by the squatty potty overt uh, product tie-in, the product placement. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of funny. Have you ever used a squatty potty? No, but that is the other thing that I did not like, the blatant. And we have squatty potties for everybody. Uh, that, that was the thing that I didn't like. Um, no, I've never used one. Mm-hmm. I've heard nothing but good things about them. But. Oh, you know people who have. I've tried it. Um, you know, the thing is that it's there is, if I remember correctly, when I, I was house-sitting for a friend, mm-hmm. and they had a squatty potty. So I'm like, oh, I'll try this. And I remember being like, well, you know, your pants are at your, at your ankles, mm-hmm. right? And then you got to put them on the thing. And, I mean, it's not inconvenient. I would I would have to do it more than I – I would have to try it. Right, maybe over time you're like, oh wow, that really is a whole thing, you know. But uh, I, I also 
with my uh, diet of Big Macs and Western bacon cheeseburgers, don't have <laughs> problems um, with that area. Evacuating. But, yeah. But so, but I, I don't know. It, it, it uh, maybe I'll try it. Just, look, it, 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 I'll tell you what, it did the job. We're talking about it. I'm even oh, thinking no, of I getting know. one. I, I get that, but I, I don't know that everybody that watched the show thought to themselves, I, I need to go out and, and buy a squatty potty. I just. I thought it, I was amused by how they did it. I mean, we all knew what they were doing, but yeah. It, it's just, it just speaks to the reason that I don't listen to What's the Tea. We've talked about this on the show that it feels oh, like every 30 awful, seconds man. she's doing an ad. So I found it kind of funny, and I say that with rabbit ears, that in the middle of showing us taping her podcast, she decides she's going to do a commercial in the middle of the show. I, that, that to me, it was just a, oh, that's what, because I actually thought about going back and starting to listen to What's the Tea. And that kind of immediately turned my stomach where I'm like, nope, I decided I'm not going to do this. Well, that's the thing is this is why I think I liked it more than on What's the Tea is here. It was done in under 20 seconds on What's the Tea. It's like literally two or three minutes of Rue and Michelle Visage talking about Squarespace. Yeah. Where I'm hitting the forward 30 seconds button like four or five, six times, you yeah. know? And so it's multiple kind of times during a show, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, mul- many times during a show. Many times during a show. Oh wow! Okay, and then the other thing I like, you know what? I was very amused by the um, by the producer guy when he was recording the faces he would make. <laughs> like, Ooh, what? <laughs> you know, when people were recording. That amused me as well. So yes. those are two things I liked. Um, is there anything we missed on this part, Taylor? No. Okay, no, here so. we go. This uh, let's talk about what's the tea. Actually, this week each of the four remaining queens was a guest on RuPaul's podcast. What's the tea with Michelle Visage? Peppermint talked about the, her trans journey. Shea Coulee talked about her upbringing. Sasha Valour talked about her mom, and Trinity Taylor talked about his mean grandma. Taylor, uh, what were your thoughts uh, about the what's the tea segment? I know I, I try to tie everything together. And so we're we're talking about all the what's the tea segments this this uh, episode. I uh, I think that it helps to. I, I really don't have a lot of thoughts about it. Um, I don't but, think we're gonna look. Let me jump in here for a second. Sorry okay. to boo. Sorry to boo hacker, but I think we are going to have. I think we're going to buzz for this episode. I didn't pull any clips. One uh, for people who don't know, it, it, there's technical issues going on where the clips part is meh right now. And so we could have made it happen, but I didn't want to deal. But two, uh, there, when I would have made a deal if there were these amazing clips. Like if it was like, Valentina, take that thing off your face. If there was one of those moments, I'm like, okay, bitch, we're doing this, right? Yeah. But there weren't. And I would have actually found it tough to pull clips this week. So we're not doing clips this week. But um, I just realized there's just not a lot to say about this episode. So I wouldn't mind just buzzing through this. Look, this is a, a show talk, guys. Just You get to hear what we talk about. I wouldn't mind just buzzing through this episode, talking about the finale, calling it a day. End of story. All right. Thank you. Well, we've already yeah. talked to Bukaki and Poop. So, I mean, I think all that really <laughs> leaves is... You know what? After watching this episode, I think people would rather talk about that. Um, <laughs> okay. Let me, let me just say this. I think that it yeah. helped to define each of the four of them. It is. It gives. It gives backstory that makes them definitely 
more appealing. You know, I could say that for each one of these, that each one of them definitely, you, you, you I, there wasn't anybody that I disliked more. Um, even with Trinity, as far as talking about her grandmother and the whole, you know, one of the last things I said to her was, I hate you and I can't get that back. I immediately went into bereavement counselor mode saying with things that I would have said to her if she came to me for bereavement counseling. But, you know, I, I think that the, the Shay, the whole juxtaposition of I'm, you know, I grew up in a white neighborhood. It was made fun of. But when I hung around with black people, they all accused me of talking white. I thought that was a very interesting. I thought that was a very interesting story. Peppermint's definitely talked about her transness, uh, you know, and Shay has talked about her mom in the past. So I, I, I liked hearing their stories, but that doesn't mean there was anything that I was completely blown away by, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, you actually, actually touched on some very good points here. One is, it, it, it's interesting to note that the, the What's the Tea podcast uh, seemingly has replaced the Tic Tac Lunch, which... I think seems innocuous. I think it's a great replacement for the Tic Tac Lunch, but you're seeing an evolution of the show. And what I mean is, you know, the old pre, you know, season six and before everything season six and behind it was a different kind of show that was more irreverent and more politically incorrect. And I think now, um, and I don't know if this is by Rue's choice. This could be a world of wonder now, now that they're on VH1, which is even more politically correct, correct than Logo was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even not that necessarily VH1. They were because they they filmed this before VH1, uh, but uh, but I think they were going in this direction anyway. But VH1 now will solidify this. Is what we're seeing here is they're not going to make fun of eating disorders, okay? Which is essentially what point. the, the yeah. Tic Tac Lunch does. Uh, and two, they're not going to make fun of trans people. And I think Peppermint actually in her going forward is maybe even sort of a a symbol, if you will, of that. Because unfortunately, well, r- remind me to talk about this Peppermint thing when we get to the finale part. Okay. Okay. So, but, uh, but I think Peppermint is meant to be almost like the the token messiah, if you will. Uh, which actually was her original drag name, by the way, Token Messiah. Token Messiah. <laughs> yeah, and um, it's a great drag name. <laughs> but uh, to to show acceptance and we accept all, we welcome all, we're here for all. Which w- it was sort of there was a meaner aspect of the show earlier, and I think some people missed that. But uh, going back though, but it's still funny because you know you essentially cannot change who RuPaul is. You can change the scenery and the set. Which I put in the notes isn't so funny now because you know, RuPaul won the Emmy while they were filming this show. Okay, people should know that they filmed this in late August through mid September, and RuPaul won the Emmy in that time frame. And so while she's sitting there, you see photobombing basically in the background the Emmy just sitting right there in the light. You know, yeah. the first like, this I is did the notice first that thing. too. And that's why my theory for the week before when she was acting really kooky, I think was a post Emmy glow. Okay. I think the Emmy, because she is, she is bringing energy that you're like, who is this Rue? Not that it was bad, not that it was just, it was a different version of Rue than we've seen. And my theory is that in between, she had just won the Emmy and she was in the afterglow of that. I don't know when in the whole show she won it, but clearly it's affected her that day. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but you can't, you know, is it like a leopard can't change its spots? Is that what it is? Yeah. And, 
essentially there's Rue who, for the most part, doesn't give two shits about these people. And so there have been people who online have said that there's almost like, you know, Rue, there's almost, it's, it's grief porn that we're seeing here throughout the entire episode. And they're using what's the T for give us your pain. They're using the runway for give us your pain. It's just, it's just emotional porn here. And that Rue not only seems indifferent to it, but almost kind of like enjoying it. Remember that old bit that, uh, what's that guy that used to be on SNL? Uh, tall guy. Where have he been lately, actually? Remember he used to do uh, Stefan? Bill Hader? Bill Hader. Remember he used to do that Dateline NBC guy? And when he would be doing the, the Dateline NBC stories, they would be like, and then my husband, you know, tried to strangle me. He'd be like, uh-huh. Go on. <laughs> He'd be like so stuck that they were giving him the gory, grisly details. Yeah. Yeah. That's how she kind of seems. And what? And as, a, and as a therapist, when you're seeing that, what are your thoughts? Well, okay. And I would almost disagree with you a little bit. That's fine. In that since they changed to back from the, the – t- I feel like the Tic Tac dinners were worse with that. It felt very much like back on old seasons of America's Next Top Model where Tyra Banks would do anything she could to get these girls to cry. And wanted them to be because she knew, you know, tears equaled ratings. And I feel like when she would have those conversations, especially the whole, it feels like she's kind of moved that to the, what would you say to little Joey Diaz? Um, I I feel like this time she almost seemed a little bit more invested in what they were saying. But it also helps to have Michelle there, too, where it feels like there was a couple of times Michelle would kind of throw in questions that would kind of get things generating. Um, I didn't necessarily get the attempt at crying it was almost like she wanted to save up the tears for the runway so it felt like when she was having conversations with them it felt she was kind of throwing softballs compared to what she had thrown in the past during tic tac lunches i I, as far as as that the the whole what would you say to that you know the your younger version and i know we kind of made fun of it a little bit earlier on that is something that i have done in therapy and the problem is I also recognize what to do if a person starts to get in trouble with it, you know, or what I've had, it's something called the empty chair technique. And, you know, we've had people that are angry at a parent. So we say, okay, if your parent was sitting here and I have done the, it was for clients that are transgender, what would you say to the, 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 the biological male you or the biological female you, um, so so when she does stuff like that, I feel like that's something that she learned in a therapy session, and now she's like, oh, I'll run with this. But she's not necessarily trained to help them out if they start to get stuck. And luckily, we haven't seen anybody that's really gotten stuck. But that, that just – that- Pearl? Well, Pearl – okay, per- I kind of remember that. That Pearl, that seemed to be like almost like a breakthrough moment. But – you know, RuPaul's not a therapist. I know RuPaul fancies herself a therapist because of all of her new age stuff that she likes and her therapy that she's been in and her recovery and that kind of thing. But it just – when people like that, whether it's RuPaul or Tyra Banks – Tyra Banks in particular because Tyra Banks is batshit crazy. So – but when they engage in behavior like that, it is troublesome to me just because they don't have the training to back it up. And they're doing it more for ratings. Exactly what you're saying. She doesn't necessarily give a shit about, you know – Shay Coulee standing up there talking about it, but she cares more about the ratings than she does Shay. A therapist would care more about the person that is going through the experience than something else. I don't know. 
I feel like I went off on a tangent there, but I, that's no, no, no. It, it was uh, it was good in the studio. The girls work. I don't. I have no idea what you said in the studio. That <laughs> I stopped. I stopped listening two minutes ago. Good. In the studio, yeah. the girls worked with Tondrick Hall to record their verses for RuPaul's song. Category is Shea Coule delivered on her diction. Joe Batanz just didn't. Trinity was white. Peppermint was refreshing, while Sasha Velour was white. Uh, <laughs> Tale of the Latte Boy, what were your thoughts on the rap recording sessions? Uh I th- I like Todrick as a um as a as a I don't know what you would call what what he does, producer or a choreographer yeah. or something, because and I remember this from last season too, in that Todrick has no problem calling them on their shit. You know, it's not the usual where they do the thing of where they just show like the the choreographer that just kind of like where Lucian was on, kind of like making the face and then going, um, we might want to try this, you know, and then doing the interview where they go, you know, I don't know what the hell she was thinking. She's there's no way she's ready going to be ready for this. <laughs> so to, so two face in front of them, right? So whereas Todrick doesn't seem to have a problem going, um, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You need to do something better. So I I mm-hmm. appreciate that. I do think. It's grown tiresome that they show each of them having difficulty where they can't, whether it's they can't get the choreography or they can't get the rap down right or something. And you think, oh, God, are they going to be in trouble? And then they nail it. It's clear that they're going to they're, they're not going to let them go out there where they, they, they can't have perfect diction or something. And just where it's just marble mouth rap that they have to lip sync to. So that's just that's a little tiresome. I'd rather show them. Almost like what they did with Peppermint, where Peppermint, it sounds like, if I remember correctly, she kind of got it relatively quickly. I'd almost rather they just show that going, wow, you did great. That's awesome. Next. Yeah, they also do that thing where, like, at first it's like, oh, my God. And then 10 seconds later, Todd's like, great, perfect. That's amazing. I love you. And you're like, well, clearly they've had some time with them, but uh, it's so funny. And, like, by the way, look, I mean, I'm actually probably going to keep in a lot of our fuck-ups today. For okay. no reason, just we haven't had anything dramatic happen. But guys, there are constant times where I'm like, in the studio, like, hold on, let me do this again. <clears throat> you know? Mm-hmm. And I clear my voice or I stumble over words. Like, I just, I, I could have easily done it. I could have redone a take on the, you know, delivered on her diction. You know, I could have, re- but I just didn't. And they act like, and like I told you earlier, this RuPaul fucks up so much. When she's doing the hosting duties. You know what? To be honest with you, no more than I do. No more than any of when you're reading to Taylor. Like, it's, it's sometimes you just stumble over the words or the, yeah, the cue card goes too fast. And so uh, it, it does take a real, po- that's the one thing I'll say about Ryan Seacrest is he's a, he's a robot, <laughs> but he's a fucking pro and he can do it live and not really mess up, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, and that takes, that's a whole different skill set, but, uh, uh, they act here though when people mess up in any little way. It's like you know you get that shit. It, they get the shade button, and it's a whole thing, you know, when that happens. Um, yeah, but do you so, always think like that is now considered a badge of honor for the queens, as far as that getting the shade button when they're on the show? Because because I know a lot of them do hosting parties. And stuff where they they stand and they watch the episode with people where if that's almost a where if they do something, they fuck up and then there's that shade button like everybody thinks it's great because they know that they're going to perform well later. It feels like this season there hasn't been a lot of where they couldn't necessarily get it. And then they when it came time for the performance, they didn't get it, especially in any of the runway things. Maybe so, like on 90210 and stuff like that, there was issues. Mm-hmm. But anything where there's going to be a runaway performance, 
you know, where they, where they, they, an example would be the ribbon thing last week where they all talked about fighting and they couldn't figure it out and all that kind of stuff. You knew it wasn't going to be where suddenly Alexis Michelle was going to bump into Peppermint. Yeah. And I think some would argue that sort of the problem with this season, if there is a problem this season, is that they're too polished. Does that yeah. make sense? Like you're not. In other words, they're fantastic drag queens, but it it renders the show in an episode like this kind of boring. Yeah, because they all bring it and they all deliver, and you're like, essentially seeing people just go through the motions of what's becoming very relatively easy to them. Because even well, we're, let's actually let's actually go to the next part all on right. the main stage. The girls worked with Tondra Hall to choreograph their number. Uh, Peppermint was refreshing. Trinity was white. Sasha delivered on her dancing <laughs> while Sasha Velour. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let's do that again. See, we will do it again. Okay. Peppermint was refreshing. Trinity was white. Shane delivered on her dancing while Sasha Velour was white. Uh, Taylor, uh, going to what we were talking about with the dancing, I mean, they made it seem in the beginning like, oh my God, Sasha and Trinity are not going to get it. And they totally fucking brought it. Right. And whether that's. You know, they showed them in the first five minutes of their routine or where both of them stayed up all night in their hotel room doing the doing the dance. They they both nailed it. I was pleasantly surprised, especially to see Sasha do the duck walk. You know, that was something where I was not expecting her to see her do something like that. And it feels like they did modify it a little bit. Did she do a death? She did do a death drop, kind of. Yeah. Sort of. Who did? Sasha. Well, Sasha had that epic, you know, I watched it in the theater, and I don't know how you felt, but when she came out of that floor, mm-hmm. the theater went crazy. I, I, That is something that when we talk about the dance routine, I would really like to address that because I thought the way they did that between that and Trinity kind of walking in front of the stage and everything, it was a great use of that stage. It was a great – so it wasn't where they just were all standing in the back and then showing up. That When she climbed out, that was like a yes. I, I was really happy to see that. Now, there have been some online who have said that the choreography was not bad, but it was not as – they were compare, comparing it to Red You Wrote You, okay? And on Red – now, by the way, there's been debate about whether it's Read You Wrote You or Red You Wrote You. I've gone with – this, this, this is the kind of minutia Reddit gets into. Mm-hmm. I've gone with Reddit Red You Wrote You because Wrote You is in the past tense, and so therefore I'm putting the Red You – in the past tense. Does okay. that make sense? Yes. Anyway. On Red You Wrote You, that choreographer, the choreographer was much uh, sharper. It was a better choreography uh, where they felt this one was a little bit boring, you know, and that maybe they, they – why didn't they bring that guy back and let Todrick do the recording part? I would disagree with that. I thought because this was – this song is more about the beat. I thought, whereas uh, Red You Wrote You, it felt it was it was not quite this one. This song had more the beat to it, had more attitude to it. So it was definitely more about catwalk and doing the, you know, the you know, that that felt more in line with this versus Red You Wrote You didn't have that. So it's supposed to be. Whenever I've watched those videos of like the dances off where they're like death dropping on top of each other and stuff, it's. There isn't necessarily a polish to it that I feel like a song like Red You Wrote You would have. So mm-hmm. when you have Tra- – I think it was Travis Wall did the uh, choreography for for Red You Wrote You. He is known to be a very polished choreographer. 
So, and while Todrick is a great dancer, Todrick also has a little bit more of that. He, he, he has a little bit more of a stank to his choreography that I think went better with this song. Okay. Um, I, you know, when I was watching it, like, again, like I said, I was, I, I don't know what the right word is. Underwhelmed is not the right word. It is not. But it's closer to that. And then I was like, that was an episode. It was like, it was like eating uh, rice cake to me. The episode or the... the yeah, the episode. Okay. The ap- and, and I'm saying the episode, but the dance routine to me is part of it. Like, I, like, with Red You Wrote You, and mind you, I watched both performances with groups of people, live groups of people, mm-hmm. uh, is Red You Wrote You gave me life when I watched it for the first time. Okay. Uh, whereas this one, I was like, I couldn't sing the song to you. I couldn't tell you any of the verses. None of them seem iconic, like uh, either Katya's or, for the bad reasons, Roxy Andrews's verse. Mm-hmm. And it, they just seemed, I, I, you know, what's so funny is, is to use a boo hacker term, beige. I mean, this was the beigest of all episodes. It was Pepper La Beja. <laughs> I think you would have felt, and maybe it's just my hearing, but I had difficulty understanding the lyrics. Whereas with the read you wrote you, you understood what they were. They they they. There was something about the way that they they recorded their voices or something that just sounded off. So a lot of it you couldn't hear. And when I went back and watched the performance again this morning, there are there when you hear more of the words, it feels better. It, it, you you have a better feeling about it. Um, did you did you agree that you had difficulty understanding what they were saying? Or yes, just I have think? no idea what they were saying. Okay, whereas when they did Reggie wrote you, it felt much. It felt like you could under you could hear them more. Like you know, Peppermint talks me, about the other three queens in her rap. You know, where where I didn't pick up on that the first time, but she talks about she's saying good things about them, but saying that she's you know it needs to go to her. Whereas I didn't get that the the first time. I just heard what she's you know the P to the E to the P to the you know the rest, bitch. So yeah. I I I want to I, I would be curious. I went this morning and it's not up as a single, but I would download it just so that I could learn all of the words. Because even with Reggie wrote you, there were lyrics that I didn't necessarily hear the first time, but then when I hear them now, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You know. Let me ask you this question. Okay. Uh. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was going to edit that out. I lost my train of thought for a second. Okay, let me ask you this question. Do you think it had to do with television? And here's what I mean is A.B. Soto is sort of boring television. He doesn't bring the TV spark, if you will, that Todrick Hall does. But A.B. Soto was essentially the producer on Red You Wrote You. And A.B. Soto produces that kind of music. I mean, that's how he was found was Rue really liked Cha-Cha Bitch and somehow they got together. Mm -hmm. And so... uh. But Todrick Hall is a musical theater. I mean, he, he's not known for making pop singles. And so while he was a better uh, television personality, as a ju- almost as if Michelle Visage was the producer, maybe he didn't really get the sound of it quite down. Does that make sense? So I'm wondering if that was part of it. Well, maybe. I don't – did he necessarily – was he the one that was – did he produce I don't know. I don't know what – I don't know what their involvement is because I mean I know that he's involved. He has that straight out of Oz like video 
album or whatever and he had that they just did the remix with with rupaul for the one song which i love by the way i love that song and i love that video um but i don't know that he's necessarily producing but it doesn't mean he produced his own stuff a and b sometimes there are people who are really good at producing themselves but not necessarily good at producing others Well, but i thought that's what the 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 louis vuitton allure or whatever that was sitting there i thought that's what he was doing he was producing the tracks well, I don't know that this one did not have the spark and the snap that Reggie wrote you did. Now it could have to do with the charisma. You know what? Look at those queens. Yeah. Alaska, Detox, Katya, not Roxy Andrews, but Roxy Andrews was a different was, was amazing for a different reason. But those three queens are just very charismatic people. Apart from Peppermint oh Trinity too. Apart from Peppermint and Trinity, you know, Shay and Sasha are not very charismatic. You know, it's not like they light up a room when you they walk in. Yeah, they're yeah. great. They're great drag queens, but they're not. The, they're not at the level of. of well, we'll talk. About, we have so much to talk about that with, with the with the actual finale. I, I but, liked. I liked the fact that it was a little more raw. I, I. I did. I. I would. I would respectfully disagree with you. You're right about the Reggie Rochu that you have, and you also have people that we know in that the you know the all stars. That, that there were people that just they were these bombastic personalities that you also had time to nurture your love for them whereas these folks are we've only had this season you know if this was something where they were performing in an all like an all-stars three or four and you've had years mm-hmm. to where you really love and follow them it you might feel differently about this performance all right let's move on okay. on the judges panel rue trotted out her old standby by having the queens address photos of their younger selves shay was so emotional peppermint was stronger while sasha velour and trinity were white but it's okay <laughs> Taylor the latte boy um what were your thoughts on the judges panel I like well we already kind of know how i feel about this trope that she pulls out every year um I am glad that and, – and it was talked about in Untucked that Rue specifically did not say Peppermint's name as a child. Like, you know, the, the your younger self. I thought that that was a very respectful thing to do. And apparently they all noticed that because they talked about it in Untucked. I noticed that immediately when she said it. How was she going to handle that? Um, I also thought of all of them, Peppermint's was the one that was the most – I don't want to say emotional because I think they all had they all showed emotion, but I think I liked hers the way she said that the way she said that you know whatever everybody says know that you know the feelings that you're feeling are right, and I, I, that was the one I think I appreciated the most. But there wasn't anybody where you know oh my god I can't breathe and I'm you know we're we're gonna make the the ugly face like Pearl made and 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 that kind of stuff. So it was Peppermint's was my favorite, I guess. If you if you're going to critique who had the most dramatic moment what about you um peppermint was the most genuine but and but here's the thing and i was thinking about this while you were talking is um once again not listening to me <laughs> no i'm so bored no 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 no. i was listening to you but also thoughts were going through my head mm-hmm. uh a sugar plum fairies and uh i don't even know what that i know what that means but it was why did i make that joke it wasn't even worth that joke was not worth it <sighs> Anyway, <laughs> by the way, it's important to note that when I'm in treatment with clients and they say I hit myself, I laugh just like that. 
Which, speaking of laughs, I know you have a thought. Yeah. No, I really laugh, don't, actually. That, the laugh that Michelle did, I wrote it down, during the Seduction 2 Electric Boogaloo was possibly the funniest fake laugh she's ever done in the history of the show. If you go back and listen to that joke where she just, it's not even a laugh. It's just this weird, like, wail that is, it was very much where we both commented on how ridiculous it was. Oh, my God. She sucks RuPaul's dick like nobody's business. Like, because, I mean, her her husband basically is her, supports her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, another, not supports her financially, but he is the miss the the stay-at-home dad and he helps her career and he's essentially like her 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 husband manager and then everything she has is because it's rupaul if she loses that gig i mean everything goes down the tubes you know yeah. for her so she just sucks that dick she could come and boot rupaul could still boot cocky all over her that's <laughs> what i'm trying to say um anyway uh what i was gonna say is that Peppermint had the most uh, authentic one, but I'm wondering if the other queens are sitting there pinching themselves, trying to make themselves cry. But here's the thing, and this is what I think about, is, like, if if it were myself talking to a younger version of, of jo- a little Joey Diaz, is I would... I wouldn't have... My, besides those funny things to say, I'm, I'm really thinking about this. I've had a pretty charmed, so to speak, in comparison to these queens' life. It doesn't mean that my life was easy, but as I, again, as I mentioned there, as I learned, everybody had it hard, you know? So, like, I, I didn't have anything that was tragic about my life uh, than most other people, okay? Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I don't have those tearful moments, you know? Everybody on that stage, Peppermint had a you know difficult thing where she was dealing with the fact that she was born in the wrong gender. She identifies mm-hmm. with a different gender, which is very very difficult. Um, but the other ones have all, and I realize one of you might—I'm not going to say anything—might make a correction, but you haven't watched the finale. They've all suffered through death and grief. Uh, either fairly recently or in their life or in their lives. And so I'm wondering how much, like, how much of that is a part of making it into the top three or top four? Because how weird that all of them have been touched by tragedy and grief. And, um, and that makes me wonder how much of that is an element in, in, I mean, look, they all deserve to be there in the top four. But why do you? Th- wh- I mean, I don't want. I'm I'm trying to find a way not not to say they're wagging the dog, so to speak. But like, how is it that the final four have all been touched by some sort of difficult life? Imagine if Alexis Michelle was still there. Oh God, what oh, that God. would have been like versus the four. Where I agree with you that especially it felt like Sasha was trying to get herself to cry at one like at one point when she was talking about her mother it was it was you were almost mm-hmm. seeing that you're right you almost pinching pinching or biting the inside of the cheek kind of of thing and uh, but i that that is an interesting observation that they all have experienced some sort of loss or grief what what, what was she, i was or okay well maybe there's something that you don't want to share but uh because i know that trinity and sasha talked about loss mm-hmm. but I don't know about Shay. Well, I'll say this. Shay reveals things that happened after the show fi- filmed. Okay. Yeah. So, I guess, it, and, and she says, I guess it's out there on the internet. So, if you listen, I guess you can go and find it. I guess it's people know, you mm-hmm. know. 
but uh, she reveals it during the finale. But uh, but you know, you know, I'll say this with Sasha. Not that Sasha didn't have you know everybody. We you know we're all eventually going to lose her. I mean, you've lost a parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we've all we're all going to be going through it or have gone through it. And I feel she not going to the body down the cheek uh, uh, metaphor that you used. I feel she probably had to drum it up because she seems like she's probably been the most centered about it. You know, she's been through it. She has dealt with it. She doesn't have the moment that, you know, I could see Trinity having to deal with it because she told her the last thing she told her grandmother was she hated her. Yeah. So that could be. And obviously beyond that, Trinity's mom has also passed, right? From like drug From use and stuff. Like, drug use. And I think she said HIV. I, th- I yeah, think yeah, she yeah, yeah. mentioned I think that the, in a previous episode. It sounds like the, the, they don't get into it, but I think the mom was a, a hot mess. Yeah. And uh, so Trinity obviously has been touched by a terrible upbringing. But it seems like Sasha, you know, not to, we're going to get really deep in here. Trinity and Peppermint, for different reasons, feel like they do drag as an escape. Does that make sense? Yes. That a drag is is the way that they cope with a difficult life or difficult, something difficult. Whereas Shay and Sasha, and even more so for Sasha, feel like they've made drag as a choice, an artistic choice. This is a way that they exhibit their artistic sensibilities. And I think that's the two differences there. And, um, like, Trinity needs to do drag. Sasha could give up drag tomorrow, I think, and just be an artist or uh, an intellectual. And I feel Shay could somehow be a performer. But, like, it feels like Trinity and Peppermint – well, Peppermint is just a woman, you know? But for Trinity, so to speak, Trinity – needs to do drag because i mean look i mean look what does the plastic surgery even say i mean the extent of the plastic surgery she doesn't like who she is and so she needs to do it this is not an artistic expression this is something she needs because even think about this like yeah she's finally seen the success but trinity's older and she was doing this and doing going around the country and doing those little pageants and i mean that's what is that? That speaks to a whole deeper need that's going on there with Trinity. Well, that speaks to uh, okay. Uh, we could, I could analyze Trinity all day for a year. You know, oh, I, I could. There are multiple contestants on the show that I would love to just sit and and talk about and talk about my feelings on and and and, and Trinity is somebody that is a very interesting character and i say that with respect to who trinity is just because of her backstory and because who she is i mean she's somebody that i think really needs validation and and by doing those pageants and stuff like that there is a need to be validated and there is a need to be seen and that that is part of the reason why i feel like she probably but that's probably a reason why she does what she does and that's okay I would agree with you that I think that there is a difference in the reasoning for Peppermint and Trinity versus Shay and Sasha. That's not to say that they're not great queens. They are great no, no, queens. no, no, no. It's just that there's there, there's a different there's a different um, purpose behind what they do. Yeah, there's, there's there's a difference. And I think you honestly, I think if you had all fourteen contestants, they would all give you. There were there are some that do it as a way to express themselves. There are some that do it as a need to 
this is their life. This is this is they don't necessarily want to be who they are. I probably shouldn't say it that way, but this is their way. I I mean, an example I would say of that from early on, and you kind of got the same feeling is James Mansfield. That I think that there is something there that James Mansfield is trying to work through and doing it through drag. Um, I, I I'm trying to think of other ones from the season that you know you get somebody like. You know, whereas I think somebody like Kamora Black, I think Kamora Black isn't trying to work through something. She's just decided that she could be a pretty drag queen, and that's why she does this. There are some that I think it is a a a job, and mm-hmm. some that I think that do it because this is a a this is their life force. This is this is their this is this is they they can't live without doing this. Other contestants on this season, other seasons, I think do it because it's something to do. And I think there are very famous, quality, good examples of both. I feel like uh, Katya and Trixie do it as a choice. You know? I would agree with that. I, they're putting on – I think Katya – to be honest with you, I bet you if you really got into it, Katya created Katya as a character in her comedy troupe and it just took off. You know, Which is, by the way, also RuPaul's story as well, you know? And um, and then there's some who like let's say a Jinx monsoon. It's essentially who she is. Yeah, you know. And they're both all success, and they're all successful in their own right. Why they do drag is is uh, a different story, you know. But uh, anyway, yeah. So RuPaul should stop doing the thing with the childhood. Now it's time for the looks. Okay. So, all right, so we are going to go through the looks pretty – I actually wrote down a couple of notes about both looks, the the performance looks and the runway looks, So, but I can I can go through those really quickly. Um, so, and I know that we talked about just doing the final looks, but I have a couple of – I only on. have the final looks. Okay, well, then I can say one or two little things about each of them. But let's talk about Rue's look. Now, this is the look that she's had through all of the – promotional artwork for the season where she's wearing the white dress that looks like it's made of corn husks and, and then she ripped off from naomi smalls in the book ball okay you're all right that's a that's a very good point um i hate this dress i've hated this in any of the seasonal promotional it just looks it it just it doesn't look comfortable and it it doesn't it's it's not necessarily it's not that it wasn't flattering. I mean, it's a beautiful dress, but it just doesn't look like it's something that you could sit down and be comfortable in, and therefore I don't like it. However, from the neck up, I loved how she looked. I loved, I loved the hair, the big, the big like kind of bump it pompadour type hair that was all slicked back, and her makeup was flawless this episode. She looked the most beautiful that she has looked all season. So that is my thoughts on Rue. What do you think about Rue? Rue's look. Well, I disagree with you. I love this dress. Um, I think, look, the dress looks better her standing there. It's not a dress that looks good with her sitting behind the judges panel. Uh, but you're right. Everything looks fantastic. Uh, from I, from the hair, what is it, from the floor to her, from the shoes to the floor? I don't, I don't know. what I don't know words. Okay, but she looks great from top to bottom. Yeah. So. Okay. Toot. Toot, yes. I, I, I'll i give it a toot just because it was nice to see the dress. It it, it, it kind of ties a bow on the season. But, um, I, yeah, the, I, her face, it was. I couldn't stop looking at her face when she was talking. I just thought she looked great. Uh, Peppermint came out during the performance in a purple and silver bodysuit that was not flattering at all. 
uh, probably not necessarily one of my favorite looks of hers. And as much as I love Peppermint, I hated the dress that she wore at the at the final runway. It looked too heavy. The hoops did it was not it didn't look like smoothed out so you could see you could see all of the the scaffolding for lack of a better word under the dress mm-hmm. and it just was for somebody who has had some really cute looks this season I, I was not a fan of how she looked what about you um i actually love the wig and the makeup um i actually disagree with you i actually like the shape and the cut of the dress but i hate hate the color and I, i'm thinking seeing the color and this will come up with the next dress as well I think it could be a Joe thing. I think most of the time I'm not a fan of the color red on a dress. Okay. Thank you. It looked heavy. It just, it, it didn't look like it, maybe if it had been tailored a little bit more where it was a little tighter in the bodice or tighter up in the top, but it just, it looked like something she just kind of pulled over. Like she, she had the hoop skirt on and then just kind of pulled the whole thing over it. And then Okay. Got- but let me ask you this. Cause you're a fan of Disney. Uh, oh, but wait, what are the, what are the, Haunted Mansion um, employees look like at Disney World. What are they wearing? They're not wearing hoop skirts. The uh, it's it's a dark green. the The women are wearing like a dark green top with the white ruffle, the tall high high ruffle collar, and then they wear a very heavy looking plaid skirt that goes all the way to the floor. And then they have the little like French maids caps on. Yeah, because but you see, in Disney, everyone should know everywhere around the world, the Haunted Mansion has a different theme. So in Disney World, it's colonial, whereas in Disneyland, it's like old school New Orleans, like uh, early 1800s, early 19th century. Mm-hmm. And so the women are wearing these heavy green. I wouldn't. They're not necessarily hoop skirts, but they're very. They have sort of a similar cut as to Peppermint's dress. Okay. And they're green, and they have these green tops, and it sort of reminds me actually what they would wear at the haunt. What the women wear at the haunted mansion. Uh, almost sort of like anti is it antebellum? Antebellum. What's the one? Yeah, like it has like a sort of feel to that at uh, at the haunted mansion in Disneyland, and I like that look when I see it too when I'm there. Okay, so I, and I two, agree with you that her her hair and face did look great, but uh, I unfortunately mild toot for me, a mild toot. So okay, so then Sasha came out, and Sasha pretty much had the same look. Um, the same cut of dress, uh, where it was kind of a sparkly, just sort of straight straight dress with gloves um in the performance she wore a black dress whereas in the runway look she had it was a dark pink dress with uh light pink gloves and a crown um i I thought she looked great in both i my one problem would be that the crown was bent so that was something when she was giving her and it feels like between that and when she did the lip sync they must have told her to straighten out her crown because it was there was definite bends and it was just kind of heavy off to the one side but um I thought she looked good I would give it I would give both a boot I liked the fact that she had on two different gloves during the performance she had on a, a boot a, or a toot What did I say a boot Mhm I meant to say a toot I'm sorry okay. Um I would say that that was a, a good look what an idiot you are. It was fine. <laughs> well, fine. Yeah. I wasn't like, I was like, wow, I'm blown away by Sasha. But I, 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 feel, but I feel you and I should be more um, Siskel and Ebert about this. Like, 
What an idiot you are, Taylor. It was fine. <laughs> oh, we're doing the a fi- bit. I'm sorry. Yeah. I we were doing a bit. Okay. For the final runway look, though, I thought it was really pedestrian, actually, where we've seen the crown before, and perhaps it's a nice crown, so to speak, for the season, but because, you know, she wore it at the beginning, she wore it at the end, but I hate the big flower thing she had, and the cut just seemed meh. Like, we've seen better, literally this is it. For the final look, we've seen better, and I expected more. It's a boot for me. Okay. That's fair. I mean, I, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't blown away by it. It just, it was nice. She looked nice. Yeah. So, all right. Mm-hmm. So, Shay, I loved the performance look. I I thought she looked like a superhero. I thought she looked like one of the, like one of the X-Men. So, where she had on the black and white uh, bodysuit and the like the fire orange ombre hair uh I thought that that was a great look. I also liked her runway look, except for the weird breast things that were clearly like hanging off that they were just sort of attached to the breastplate versus attached to her. That was where I, my eye kept getting distracted by that. So, but I thought of, of everybody, both looks, she gets the highest, she gets the highest ranks for me. What about you? You're such a fucking moron. I swear to God. <laughs> I hate the wig. I think I'm sick of bustiers this season. I'm sick Wait, of Wait, which wig? The blue wig. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm tired of the blue wig. I will, I will give you that. It feels like she's worn it a couple too many times. I'm sick of the bustiers. I'm sick of the corset. Uh, I'm sick of the extremely big breastplates. Okay. We did it. We get it. I don't know. Uh, it, have we seen this look so much this season? I mean, haven't we? Yeah. Like, it's like Nina Bonina Brown could have walked down the runway in this look. And it it, it, it it would not have seemed weird to me if she did. Okay. Well, no, I agree with you. I think it, I think it's a silhouette that we've seen multiple times, but this one I thought was pretty. I thought this one was. I liked it. I I did like it when she taught. I could see Beyonce wearing something like this, and but there's the 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 weird bags the bags of birdseed the brown bags of birdseed that she had kind of stuffed in the front of it was a distraction but, boot all right well i give it a toot so boot f- okay the correct well, answer I, is boot okay i um, <laughs> everyone we're taking applications for the new co-host for next season <laughs> email us at drag race all right so then finally we have trinity who came out for the performance in I don't even know what the hell that was, but I thought that the look was it was it was trashy. It was definitely a very trashy look to me, which I thought was a huge juxtaposition because this was the best that she's looked all season. This I thought that she looked very pretty. I loved the hair with the huge, you know, asymmetrical style of it and she there was something about her that I, I just thought that she looked amazing for this last look. So, I would give the first part a boot and the second part a toot. Okay. So in theory, I hate this look, but which look? The, I'm not. I didn't even look at the first looks. Okay. I, I looked at only the, the, the runway looks. But Trinity is giving us a look we've never seen before in her. Mm-hmm. The wig is great. Mm-hmm. Her makeup is on point. I just. I think the thing I just don't like pageant wear. But I will say it's an amazing pageant dress. I bet, you know what I bet? This is her lucky dress that she wins to seal the deal at all the stupid little shitty pageants she goes to. You know, like Miss Peat Moss or whatever, you know? 
Um, so it's not my thing, but it does capture Trinity Taylor, and so I'll give it a toot. Okay. All right. Well, those those are the looks. That's pretty much. That's the looks. The looks. Um, okay. So let's. Okay. So now here we're gonna do something weird, guys. You're gonna you're gonna get to see the magic in editing right now. Is we are going to talk about the finale, but I'm gonna time how long we talk about the finale. Okay. Now this is what's okay. gonna be weird. This is what's weird. Okay. Is I'm telling Taylor this, but it'll seem weird to you guys. It won't seem. It'll be bizarre. I'm going to time how long we think about the finale, and then at the end, Taylor, I'm going to say, like, okay, skip ahead this many minutes, but then I'm going to cut that part out and put it in the beginning. Okay, so the next thing you're going to hear me say, guys, is jump ahead, 22 and a half minutes, and then if you don't want to hear anything about the finale, then just jump ahead, 22 and a half minutes, okay? Okay, I get what you're saying. So, I went to the finale, okay, and uh, Taylor and I talked a little bit about this, but he had questions, and and we we both, and actually Taylor was the one that said, let's save it for the show. So, just a little brief story here is I did not intend to stay for the entire finale. Like, so as as a member of the press, I got to go in with the VIP uh, ticket holders and just choose my seat in the orchestra section. Apart from designated seats for like Michelle and and VIPs, um, I got to sit wherever I wanted. So I intentionally chose a seat that was on the very edge of the theater, right by an exit, an open door that was clearly an exit. It was stairs that went out, so I could just literally escape. Without any fuss, any at any moment that I wanted to during the performance, okay? Because as and this is important, I've been to the taping of every finale since season six, okay? And these finales, apart from the opening of the show, are so boring. Once they get to the part where they bring all the queens on stage, and then they're like, "Next up, you, you know, uh, Nasha Lopez," and then we have to sit. Because, guys, it's television. So then it's not – everything's not as smooth as you see it. So it's like they take a 10-minute break to set up so Nasha, Nasha can sit in the chair. And then they interview Nasha for 10 minutes. Too long, if you ask me. And then it's another 10 minutes of breaking that down, bringing in the next queen, touching up Rue's makeup. Like, it's awful. So I was going to leave during that segment, okay? Because they usually do that close to the end. But they, they even said at the beginning, we're changing things up, though, this year. Okay? So I was like, huh, I wonder how they're changing things up. Well, here's the thing. So, and then we'll, we'll get, we'll, Taylor, we'll, we'll answer a lot of your backstage questions. But let's get to this part first. Okay. Is the finale now, so next season, so then the next episode you're going to see, episode 13, is going to be the reunion. They're taping separately. I didn't see that. And that's when they're going to talk to James Mansfield and Kamora Black and Charlie Hydes and Pheromone and Eureka and Cynthia and Aja and Valentina and Alexis Mission. All the queens that are in the top four, they're going to get spoken to at the reunion. Kind of okay. like the way they used to do it. The way they used to do it. And I'm assuming that's when they're crowning Miss Congeniality as well. Okay, because they didn't crown Miss Congeniality at the live taping. Okay, which, okay that, was one of, that was one of my questions. Yes, here, they did so. not crown Miss Congeniality at the taping. Okay, so I have a theory why. Okay, we'll hear in a second. Okay, so uh, they're not taping Miss Congeniality at the ta- they they probably did it in, in at the private reunion recording. Which thank God I didn't need to fucking see that. So things are different. Now, just so you know, I'm because and, and I'll explain why after I explain what happened. There's gonna be 
no spoilers essentially in this discussion. What I'm gonna, what I'm essentially spoiling is the upcoming commercial because they will for sure use this to sell the the finale, which is they've changed the finale. In that now this year with the final four, they're essentially doing it's called lip sync for the crown. And they're doing sudden death lip syncs. So, and I won't tell you the method how or anything. Two queens are chosen to go head to head. And then the other two. So, in other words, uh, I don't want to give examples. So, two queens are ultimately chosen. Those two queens go head to head in a lip sync. The remaining two queens will also go head to head in a separate lip sync. The winner, the winners of both of those lip syncs then go head to head in a final lip sync for the crown. Okay. So the winners of both preliminary rounds then go head to head in a final lip sync for the crown. I'm going to tell you this. It is the greatest thing I've ever seen in person at RuPaul's Drag Race. Now, my concern is. How are they going to edit this? Because I've told you before, I've seen amazing things before, and they edit it. They just take the fucking balls out of it, right? But mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you that there are gag, literally gag-worthy moments in the lip syncs where, like, I, a fat man, leapt out of my seat and started pumping my fist in the air and like my heart was beating fast and I was just so excited and I did it because I want like in other words I now feel what people feel when they're at sporting events uh, or anything like that like I almost it felt involuntary Taylor it felt like I was compelled to leap out of my seat and pump my fist that's awesome and like cheer and the whole and by the way I wasn't the, I wasn't me a lunatic it was the entire <laughs> theater leapt to its feet and erupted several times for the, these lip syncs so it wasn't when they introduced Carson Kressley you didn't just suddenly leap up and scream and pop your head. <laughs> no I'm gonna tell you I think the two preliminary lip syncs both of them between between all the queens mm-hmm. Might be two of the best lip syncs in the show's history. Not the best, but will go down as two. Like, no one sucked. Do you want to tell us the songs? You don't have to tell us who performed, but what are the songs? Well, that's funny that you said it, Taylor. I already did. Okay. I did in, as a little joke, sometimes I often put little jokes to myself in the uh, script. So if you look at the script for Judges Panel... It says Shay was so emotional. So emotional. Peppermint was stronger. Okay. And I had I had to tweak the Sasha one. Uh, the final lip sync is is it? What's the Whitney Houston wrong song? We're, I'm it, right, it's, but it's okay. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Okay. Oh, those are all really good songs. They did two Whitney songs. Yeah. So here's what's funny is I was going to say this is one of the readers. Wrote in about this. Remember that someone wrote in and said, why don't they do the greatest lip syncs, like the best lip syncs they've ever done? Uh-huh. Now, that, that the final one they've never done. But Rue says for the first round, it's Rue's personal favorite lip syncs from the show's history. Like okay. lip sync songs. 
So, uh, and I'm not going to reveal how they pick the songs, but there's a, they, they have to pick it a certain way. But okay. uh, yes, the two preliminary lip sync songs are so emotional and stronger. Okay, question. Yes. I'm assuming that the final four were aware of this going in, or yes. am I wrong? Okay, no, 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 no. Where they, they, they blindsided them and said, no. you have to do these songs. Okay. No. They were told well in advance of the songs. And that's important because – so one of the things – so I'm really – guys, I'm really advising you. Do not – I mean, even Reddit made a post about this. Like, they're going to try and really police this. But people have been just posting like crazy on Reddit and it's everywhere. Like, yes, they've, they they made a separate post just so people can talk about this. But there, people are putting them on separate posts. They're making them in comments and other places. And so – I highly suggest just avoiding Reddit for the next couple of weeks okay. because dramatic things happen in those lip syncs. There are queens who clearly prepared. By the way, they are great, but there are queens who clearly went the extra mile. Well, and I guess that makes sense then if you're saying these are the greatest lip syncs that you've seen that they would have given them time where they gave them enough time where I'm sure they, they practiced choreography and they practiced all that kind of stuff ahead of time. It wasn't just like when you see them in untucked where they're just kind of standing in front of the mirror, <laughs> moving their hands around, listening to their iPod. Yeah. It's, it's that, that's that, that, that is exciting. Yeah. So like, yeah. And so it is, and you know, there are some people who are deciding what they, they think who the, they know who the winner is. I actually think the final lip sync's very close. Okay. I was there. So I'll tell you this. When I was there, the preliminary round I felt were blowouts. And so did the audience. Like okay. you clearly knew who the winner was. Okay. I don't think it was that I think it was very, very close on the final lip sync. Now, that's what I'm gonna say here. And I have a lot I have so much to say, but obviously a lot of it involves spoilers. Um I'll say this. Uh I I want to talk about a lot of behind the scenes stuff, but do you have any questions before we well, do Well, Okay, if you have I things that are spoilers or stuff like that, our live show is comes out we, we're doing our live show two days after the finale so just save that stuff for the live oh, show. oh yeah yeah i'm not gonna talk about other stuff i can't talk about okay. but uh do you have any questions about uh could you have some good questions that i could talk about on the phone well you've talked about in the past they just kind of level out everybody's cheering when all of the queens come out for the initial for the initial uh yeah. introduction but whereas you've said in the past that certain queens had a much stronger response from the audience when they come out, who was it that you saw had a stronger response than others? I, I, I'm assuming Valentina probably had one, but I could be wrong. Is there anybody else that people went apeshit when they walked out? So that's a very good question with a very good answer. So here's – for people who are hoping that I would record for the levels. So one of the downsides – and I have a lot of stories about this too. One of the downsides of um, choosing my seat, which I chose literally the best strategic seat ever, was remember that exit I said I wanted to go out of? Right. Well, the theater we had was a very old theater. So that was literally the exit for everyone and everything involved with production. So it's where all the producers came in and out of, mm-hmm. it's where the drag queens would come in and out of if they had to go into the theater. It's literally. It was essentially the stage door, if you will. Right. And also there were open seats immediately around me. So they would use that to seat um, 
people who were important in the show before they went up or after they came off. So there, I, there are people, there were surprises that I don't want to talk about. So they sat next to me for a while. Like literally, mm-hmm. when I say next to me, I mean literally next to me. Um, the one person I was telling Tana about earlier was Nasha Lopez sat right next to me. Morgan Michael sat next to me at a certain point. But even more importantly, during the lip syncs, all the producers were standing next to me. And they were, t- and that, I mentioned this on Reddit actually in a discussion I had. They were just as nervous and invested. So if you don't think that they care, they were telling each other, oh, my God, my heart is beating so fast right now. I'm so nervous. But, like, I hope so. And they have favorites and whatnot. I hope so-and-so brings it. I feel so. I, they know them. So they're saying, like, oh, she's so – she's feeling this. And and mm-hmm. they were ta- – I was getting all that tea behind me as they were watching. They It was a nail-biter for them, too. This is not – this was not like a, oh, well, here we go. Like, they – there when those – that's – and that was what was interesting, Taylor. And I'll get to your question in a second. Okay. Is you saw because they do the whole fucking thing. In other words, they like that was what was sort of like brought the tingle in my balls, so to speak, <laughs> was they film it right there where RuPaul says, Two queens stand, you know. Yeah. And and she goes, Ladies, this the time is you know, like the time has come. For you to lip sync and the lights come down and the queens get in position and then you're like, she goes, good luck and don't fuck it up. And then because now you're seeing, you're seeing it for real and they're li- the stakes are so high, you know, and these all the producers and, and I'm having more. It's not just a rote like the producers. They're like, you know, they have their favorites and it's going down. And the uh-huh. music is super loud. And unlike when, you know, we see an edited version on TV, you see the whole stage and you see them lip syncing for really for their lives. Yeah. And it's right in front of you and they are doing it. And I mean, this is now $100,000 at stake. When she made the announcement that this is what they were doing this season, like who mm-hmm. was it that said, we're going to have them where they're going to lip sync? And I mean, she said at the top of the show. She's at the top of the show. Okay. And what I can't imagine with the audience when they recognize now they're going to get three lip sync for your lives in the course of this. Cheered. Pe- people went nuts. We went nuts. Okay. Like I said, in past seasons, people, because the, the taping usually goes so late. I will say this made it a shorter, it was still long, but it was a much shorter taping than usual. Mm-hmm. Usually it went well past midnight. And everything started on time the way it usually does. So they didn't tape till like 7.30, you know, but it ended by 11 this time. It usually ended like close to 1 a.m. Okay. okay. But unlike that, though, there was no one leave. They didn't have droves of people leaving like you do on the previous seasons where they like producers are trying to fill seats because people are just leaving and leaving and leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, no, everyone stayed because there were stakes. You wanted to see how everyone was going to do. So uh, anyway, so let's answer your question. So on the opening, the queens walk down the runway. And I don't know what it was about this queens this year. It was a very long runway, I guess. But also they were wearing dresses that were difficult to move in. So the walk took forever. Cynthia Lee Fontaine's walk took forever. Okay? So every queen would get um, a, a polite, non-embarrassing amount of applause. And I'm saying I'm going to go through them, you know. Uh, James Mansfield, Kamora Black, Cynthia Lee Fontaine got maybe a little louder. Charlie Hyde's got maybe a little louder. Um, Eureka O'Hara got an epic 
sta- she, people leapt to their feet, standing ovation for her. Okay. Okay. Um, I love that headset, a headdress though that she was. Yeah. Did she have the? Yeah, she had the headdress on. Yep. Every okay. only a few people made only a few people made costume changes between the red carpet and the and the runway. Okay. Eureka O'Hara, huge stain ovation. Uh, Aja, a, a very nice, healthy ovation. Pheromone got some polite things. I'm going to stop right there for a second. Okay. Because even with Eureka O'Hara, the runway walk was so long, so they walked to the end. So everyone will get the applause so they walked to the end. And then when they turned around, it would die down because it was so long. I mean, how long were you going to applaud for? Right. Eureka's did go longer than most people. And then they, they turn around at the door and they do another little, like, wink, you know, and then walk off. And mm-hmm. you'd get another smattering applause there, no matter who the queen was. Okay. Oh, so it was set up like the stage for Drag Race, where they walked behind out of a door? Well, it wasn't set up like, it wasn't set up like the, like the um, set for Drag Race, but they do walk out of a door, yes. Okay. Okay. That all was the case, and then you got to Valentina, and the whole fucking theater, it shook like you've never believed. Her runway walk was just as long. She changed outfits, by the way. She, her runway dress was horrible, but her out her her finale dress is great. Like like you've never seen Taylor. Like you've never heard. Like it and it never stopped. It never stopped the entire way out, the entire way back in. When she turned and weak and winked uh, out, like it was just super loud all the way until then. Okay. Okay. Then you have after her Nina Bonina Brown, who got you know what I'm going to say it was like Eureka level applause. It wasn't Valentina, but it was a very nice, very very nice. She got some love, a lot of love. Okay, but that's what's great. <laughs> oh no, I feel like I know where this is going. <laughs> and then Alexis Michelle comes out, and it's like, <laughs> like literally like golf claps. Like I'm going to say like James Mansfield. <laughs> Had better applause than Alexis oh, Michelle. Oh no! <laughs> it was like literal, like, and then you know, as soon as she made the end of the runway, everyone just stopped clapping, and she just walked in silence back to the door. Oh, God, and then gave her wink. That's wing horrible. And, <laughs> and so then, anxious. and then you think about it. Then you go to the top to the final four, and they get loud applause, but no one's matched Valentina's. Now, where this becomes important again is then they bring all the queens back out. Mm-hmm. And then they go, and now RuPaul. And then RuPaul comes out and does her thing. I'm not going to spoil anything about her opening. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they do her opening. And then they stop. And they go like, okay. And then like, a director comes on and like, okay, uh, we're going to need to do one little part again, guys. Can you guys hold on? And so now there is a significant amount of downtime where the queens are all just standing there. I'm going to say, if I had to guesstimate, between five and ten minutes. Of the queens just standing there, right? Everyone's okay. just standing there. And the entire time, the audience is going, the entire theater is going, Valentina, 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 like shaking the rafters oh with God. shouting for Valentina. And they all have to stand there. Even the top four who are there to compete for the crown have to stand there awkwardly. And Valentina's like blowing kisses. She's trying to stop them. Like, guys, you know, I love you. Please. Like, all right. Like she's even like, this is too much, you know, like, okay. And it just doesn't stop. 
does not stop. Now, some people might say, because there were some people who were shouting, Tina, 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 but it was all Valentine. So they wanted crystal meth? <laughs> yeah. There were a few people who then, like, li- but it was weak. I'm not going to even give them, a- but they were like Sasha or like Shay. They would do the top four. Mm-hmm. But imagine if you're like Alexis. Yeah. You know, and you're that. like, and it's like you got the smattering of applause, and then everyone's shouting for Valentina. And it was just, uh, it was so, but anyway, but great for Valentina. So that's the behind the scenes thing. Um, the one more thing I want to say about the finale is, you know, at very many, many, many times, uh, you know, they would take a break and they have to retouch, uh, RuPaul's makeup. Mm-hmm. Guess who retouched RuPaul's makeup? In boy was, clothes. Was it Raja? Raven or and Delta Raven? work. Okay. And people would go like, yeah. Because Raven and Delta work. We're doing Rue's makeup, and she looks great. So she seems to have her team in order. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think of any other big things that I can't – that won't well, spoil anything. You yeah. mentioned something about Nasha – that you sat next to Nasha Lopez for a yeah. considerable amount of time. Is that something yeah. you can talk about or – yeah, I didn't want to. Not that I would. People, and they would. They were all very friendly, and people who were around them were talking to them. I just had nothing to say to Nasha Lopez. You know, uh, I had nothing to say to her, so I didn't. But she is. Did I you will have something say this. to say to somebody though? Then, or did you? No one who sat by me. I didn't have anything to say to Morgan McMichael's. I didn't have anything to. Um, there was one person I wanted to talk to, but I don't want to spoil that. But I didn't. Okay. Uh, but uh, I'll give that insight when we talk about the finale. But uh, other than that, no. I mean, what am I going to really say to them? You know? Um, do you want to guest star on a Drag Race recap show sometime? <laughs> well, do we really want Nasha Lopez on the show? I would to- Well, I, I would tell her to not go back and listen to old episodes. But yeah, I would totally have Nasha Lopez on the show. Oh, I don't think it's hard to get her on a show. I would, yeah, we could totally, I, I didn't know you wanted her on an episode. I was like, meh. Yeah, well, I don't necessarily need her on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, um, there was nothing really I had to say to any of them. So, uh, no, I did not talk to her. But she is beautiful. I will say this. I told you this on the phone. She is stunning in real life. She, I, get, I get why she calls herself the beauty. She is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, uh, much you smaller. You also mentioned something. Well, no, you can tell she's tiny. Yeah. She seems really tiny. You had mentioned something about early on in the show about wanting to talk about peppermint. And I, I wrote a note. Peppermint finale. I don't remember. You said something about that she was really nice and that there was something you would talk about, but you would talk about when we talked about the finale. Well, let me see. I talked to her on the red carpet. We had a really nice conversation. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful. Because, you know, and I, you and I talked about this on the phone, is some of the drag queens up close aren't ne- necessarily nearly as stunning as they are on camera. Mm-hmm. And Peppermint's one of those ones that stands up to her makeup is flawless. She looks fantastic. She looks great. Uh, and I don't remember what it was. You know, she's in the final four. She was. Fa- oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I can't. Think, I don't remember. I should. I should have written the note down. Okay. So, um, yeah. If you guys have any other questions, uh, feel free to email us. And you know what? Do you want to do? Should we do emails another time? I and mean, we're already at a, a pretty. Yeah, lengthy. let's do. Yeah. So let's just let's just. Uh, Get out. Let's go into the announcements. Um, okay, guys. So there's a reunion this week. We are not going to have a new episode of me and Taylor talking about the show next week. 
Okay, so don't so don't expect that there's not going to be a gold bar. Uh, there's not going to be any sort of episode talking about RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, the television show coming out next week. Just FYI, the next time you'll hear from us is two places actually. Mm-hmm. One, as we said before, Sunday, June twenty fifth at six p.m. Eastern, three p.s. three p.m. Pacific on Pride forty eight dot com. You can catch me and Taylor on a very special episode of RuPaul's Drag Race recap live during the Pride forty eight streaming weekend. We are trying. We're we're working really really hard to make it very 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 special for you. So watch out for that. You're gonna you're gonna want to tune in for this. You're not gonna want to miss it. Taylor, do you have anything to say about Pride forty eight? Uh, just that it's a great weekend to, if you are looking for other podcasts, the LGBT, uh, podcasts, it starts that Friday night, uh, the, the Friday before on the 23rd at, I believe 8 PM and goes until 8 PM on Sunday and two hours after we do drag race at 8 PM. Okay. That's boring. All right. As my co-pilot will do a live show. So you get to hear me with my other co-hosts. You're a dick. So, but there's also other great shows that of of friends of ours and other people within the network, and it's it's a all sorts of different things that are going to happen. People fun, love the things. Joey Boo Hacker Taylor. When can we find cocktails and cream? I believe that's on at uh, 11 p.m. I think on Friday or 12 or midnight. Either 11 p.m. or midnight. Joey Boo Hacker on Friday, June 23rd, or I guess Saturday. Um, I think it's Saturday. Yeah, I think uh, it's that Saturday night because he yeah. has his he has his race uh, Saturday morning because that because yeah. we are doing at three a.m. Eastern going Saturday night, um, Saturday morning rather. My co-host and I from Pod is my co-pilot. We're doing an all over overnight episode where we're going to see how long we can go until the next show airs. I think at ten. Yeah. I can guarantee we're not going to make it till ten, but we're going to do a couple of hours in the middle of the night. So those of our listeners who are in places like Europe or Australia and stuff, you'd be able to listen to that show either in the morning or before you go to bed at night, depending on what time zone you're in. Also, also if you have trouble falling asleep, that is a great show to tune into. To maybe it is. It is. Hey, maybe you know what? I'm three hours behind. Maybe Joe Batanz will make a surprise appearance on uh, this overnight show. I would not be opposed to that. We'll just need to work out some of the logistics. But yeah, we could talk about that. Maybe when one of your co-hosts fades, I come in. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. All right. <laughs> and guys, so the next episode that you hear us on, the next episode that we release, will be the final episode for RuPaul's Drag Race recap for the season. So make sure if you have. So let me tell you this. You don't have well, you it's weird. We're not we're gonna record that episode a little later because of the Pride 48 streaming weekend. So we'll record it early in the week. So maybe like the 26th or the 27th, we'll record the final episode of uh RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Mm-hmm. But if you have any emails to send us, send them in before we tape, because there's no other episodes after that. So if you have thoughts about the finale, make sure and get your emails in to dragracerecap at gmail.com before Monday morning, June 26th, if you want to get those on the show. Uh, Taylor, have we missed anything? Uh, just what we're doing after the season's over, if you want oh, to talk about that. About yeah, so, so after the season's over, guys... Guys, you want to, if you haven't signed up for this Patreon, which we've got a few more Patreon signups today. We did. Oh, we got weeks. a little burst of new people, which we yeah. appreciate. Guys, if you have not gotten on this Patreon, there is so many good things going to happen. I'm going to, I'm going to explain it one more time. Taylor and I are going to, once the season's over, we have Patreon, 
uh, rewards we need to fulfill. That includes private shows for people, private shows with people, uh, live stream conversations. We have so there's for people on Patreon. There's going to be no shortage of Joe and Taylor. Uh, whether you have recording voicemails, you're going to get a bunch of that. We're going to fulfill all those rewards as soon as the season's done. Then, after that, we're going to take a very short break. I think both of us need a break. And mm-hmm. then we are going to immediately, after that break, start recapping RuPaul's Drag Race Season 6. And you know what's so funny, Taylor, is the more I think about it, the more excited I get to recap RuPaul's Drag Race Season 6. I feel it's funny you mentioned that because there's part of me that I'm looking forward to it and doing it at a not quite the breakneck speed that we do this one, but we are going to be we're going to be releasing the shows pretty steadily. But also the idea of we know how it ends and we know what is happening with certain queens over the so it'll be I'll be curious how easily we are able to kind of forget the stuff that we know and watch it attempt to watch it with a set of fresh eyes. Yeah, I agree. And I'm wondering, too, like, what is our perspective? Do we watch it with fresh eyes? Do we say, like, oh, well, we all know this is going to happen. Or do we pretend like we've never seen it? I am fortunate that my husband did not watch season six. Oh, he did So if I watch it with him, he won't know who's, you know, he he has no idea who Laganja Estranja is. He doesn't know. Oh, you're kidding. So that will be... Most of the world. I'll, I'll kind of get to watch it. Through. I mean, he knows that Bianca wins, but yeah. he, I don't think he knows who the final three are. He doesn't know who any of the queens are. So I'll be able to get his his uh, perspective on it. Okay. Well, guys, lots of exciting stuff happening on Patreon. I don't know what I'm going to – in fact, I haven't decided yet, Taylor. We can decide this right now. With these red carpet interviews I did with the finale, I kind of feel we should release them to the public at large, don't you think? Or do you think we should do Patreon only? Well, why don't we do that – would you want to do something like that for the um, for the week that we're off? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like maybe. Yeah, yeah, we can. But I have another idea too, and so that's why my wording was very careful. So I'll talk oh, to you about okay. it. So, so maybe you might, you guys might get some, a couple of things actually. So, okay. um, but uh, you know what? Why don't we wrap it up there? Well, that concludes this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race recap for Taylor the Latte. Oh, I'm sorry. No, for Taylor Donna Sugars and myself. Sashay away. Until the finale. Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Help the show out. Leave us a review on iTunes. It really works. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap and follow us on Twitter at dragracerecap. To find all of our old episodes, visit our website at DragRaceRecap.com. Taylor has his own podcast. It's called Pod Is My Co-Pilot, and you can find it at PodIsMyCoPilot.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor on Instagram at PIMCTaylor and on Twitter at PIMCTaylor. Want to hear me talk about Drag Race even more? Well, then listen to me on One on One with Larry Flick every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, exclusively on Entertainment Weekly Radio, Channel 105 on Sirius XM Radio. You can also find me on my other podcast, Catching Up with Mike and Joe, available at cupodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Instagram at JoeBatanz or on Twitter at JoeBatanz. If, for some reason, you would like to know what I'm eating, you can also follow my food Instagram at HungryChola. Fifi, I tried to hug you, though.
You know what? It's always okay to make mistakes and just know that you can always grow from them. It's never the end. You can always start over. Love y'all. If you're a jump in a car. <laughs> <laughs>